Hey, what's going on today? Welcome to a brand new episode of Objection, a Spotlight Justice. Today, I'm joined by Jeanne and Elizabeth. And today we'll be talking about interesting homicidal cases. An interesting one I found personally is the one about Dorothy Stratton, a former Playboy playmate that got killed by her husband in a fit of rage. Oh my. Yeah. Running off spicy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me break it down. So Dorothy Stratton was a normal neighborhood kind of girl next door. She was blonde. Everyone thought she was pretty. She had the kindest face, certain things like that. And she met this man, Paul Schneider, her husband. And he was oh. like, oh, she is, this is my ticket to fame. This is my ticket to like prostitutes. And- oh, so Dorothy was a gold digger, huh? No. No. Paul Schneider was. was oh, the husband. So he went around and he was like, hey, uh, Dorothy, like, hey, honey, how's it going? Like, let's take a nude photo shoot. And he, she was like, okay, like, you're my husband. All right. And he sent it off to Hugh Hefner and he would like tote her around. And then Hugh Hefner was like, yo, we need this girl to be a playmate. Next thing you know, bada bing, bada boom. She's like super famous. And he's like, all right, from now on, I manage your entire career from top to bottom. I spend your money how I want because he's not legally here as a citizen. He doesn't have a green card. So he's spending her money. And their relationship is good for a while. Then it kind of hits the rocks. And Dorothy starts seeing this super famous director. And this director's like, be in my movie. And she's like, no, Uh I don't really need it. And she starts hanging out with him behind Paul's back. Now, Paul, she's gone most of the time. Like she does her, she gets a lot of money, but she's gone. And Paul's like, Dorothy, I need you back. Like, I I need more money type deal. (laughs) Now, He's dealing with some really like shady people because he has all these connections. He's dealing with this guy that owns a men's nightclub, like a men's male stripper nightclub. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get all these business deals and they're failing. And he's like, Dorothy, like, I need you to come back. And she's off in Italy behind his back. And he's like, look, be a playmate. Like, Dorothy, I'm trying to call you. Certain things like that. And she lived in LA nice car everyone loved her basically and one day she flies to italy and she's like hey we're getting a divorce like i'm done with you wow straight up and so he's like yeah she's like i'm done with you like this director me and him you know we're gonna be we're gonna you know we're gonna be in cahoots like we're gonna be married stuff like that and so he's like hmm okay so you're gonna betray me and then divorce me all right and so then she comes back to LA. She's like doing big deals, about to be in a movie. And her husband calls like, hey, we're about to be divorced. Come to the house, bring cash. Now, Dorothy comes up to the house and there's paparazzi outside the house. And they have, there was like a love triangle going on where like there was like two other girls that lived in the house. And while Dorothy was gone, Paul was like, Dorothy's not coming back. So I need you. He, he basically groomed this underage girl to be oh. a Playboy playmate. 
And uh. Hugh Hefner did not like that. So Dorothy goes to the house with cash and she's like, all right, like this is my ex-husband. He needs some money. I'm going to give him the money, right? So she goes in the house and Paul's like, you betrayed me, blah, blah, blah. They start arguing. Next thing you know, Dorothy's dead. She was gets the, shot. He's still there? Was Yeah, the paparazzi was there. Still? like What? Yup, they were outside the house the entire time. And they were shot in, and Dorothy was shot inside the house? Yes. Oh my. Lines closed, all of that. So the, so Paul's like, okay, boom, like Dorothy's dead. And then he starts holding her in remorse and he's like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. And he's like, mm, and then he killed himself. And oh. they oh. had, he had this 12 gauge shotgun that he found because like Dorothy threw away this like newspaper and he saw it. So he just bought it and then he killed himself, right? Pa- keep in mind, paparazzi's out the whole time. And then later, their roommates come home and they're like, huh, why is my door closed? And they go and open the door and they're like, <gasps> and Dorothy and Paul are dead and they call the police. And then they go into a huge investigation. And that's one of my cases about Dorothy Stratton. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What do, you, what do you guys have? Anything. What's up? So the paparazzi did not hear anything? Nope. Mm-mm. How? I, I don't know. They were just in some secluded room, and then they were just like, all right, uh, where's Dorothy? Because they figured out, like, oh, stuff's going on between them. Like, this is going to be juicy, and they just didn't hear the 12-gauge shotgun go off twice. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I could one-up you right here. There's this case on John Ben Ramsey. So John Ben Ramsey, I think it was a child when she was killed. On the morning of December 26, 1996, Patsy was the first one to wake up. When she headed down the stairs, she spots three pages of paper and proceeds to read it. That is when she realized it was a ransom note asking for $118,000 if they wanted John, John, ben, John Bennett back. Patsy... I believe is one there is her mother calls John, show him who John, I think is the father to show him the note and they call the police. So after calling the police, Patsy and John decide to call their friends it and they all come over to the house and start reading the note. The police arrived five minutes later and didn't, were not able to secure the scene, but asking everyone to leave. Linda was the first detective on scene and asked John to see if anything in the house was missing. When John went to the basement, he spotted John Bennett's body laying there on the floor with a blanket over her. He removed the blanket and proceeded to move the duct tape off her mouth and carried her upstairs uh, and then put a blanket over her. That was, and that was the case. John, a kidnap go wrong. Oh, wow. That's, that's so sad. Like- so John Bennett was actually killed, the girl. Inside of her home in Boulder, Colorado. Did they ever find the killer? Uh, uh, The initial suspects was their parents, uh, their Patsy and John, but I don't think they they ever ever arrest someone. Wow, that's sad to think about. Yeah. Well, to be fair, the the crime scene was really botched, and really could have done something better. To ensure that they had all the evidence, 
secured. No. Yeah, they yeah. moved the body. They yeah. just let the father <laughs> carry the dead body of John Bennett to a room away from where she was left. This crime scene was never, ever secured it either, uh, especially when they had friends over and they all came over and started touching the entire house. That kind of made it hard for the investigators to actually get... Ooh, that must have been crime. impossible. And that's a mistake. Could be yeah. a reason why they, they never actually found someone. Big one. Yeah. The parents were always the initial suspects, though. They also found an unknown male to be a suspect, but uh, they're unrelated to the family. Do you guys think the parents killed her, though? Absolutely. I don't see why they would. Dad, I think the dad did it. One of the parents had to, because a ransom note, and, but the body was inside the house the entire time. That's a little Most- weird. I think the dad did it, and then, like, the mom just helps to hide it, you know? Oh, I don't, I don't know why he would do it, though. That's what the evidence points to, yeah. I don't know why they would kill their own uh, daughter. Yeah, it's like, all right, so you've you've got, like, wh- where do you go? Like, why, why would you be like, all right, this girl, she's got to go. What the... I mean, I understand the ransom note now. If uh, the parents really want to kill them, they could use a ransom note to, like, uh, throw the investigators off and really pretend it was a kidnapping gone wrong. Yeah. But But that was this. If it was, like, a real person, why would they leave a ransom note if the body was already in the basement, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was real... It was not the parents that really killed them. 100% believe that that body of John Bennett would not be in the basement of their own home. Because, like, why would you leave the body, the other part of the ransom, inside of their own home? Yeah, true. Because you you would not get the ransom if they opened the door to the basement. Yeah. Oh, that's all situations a little bit weird. You know, this whole this whole uh, case is weird. Uh, and isn't it weird holding a dead person's body? Like, if I saw a dead person's body, I'm not going to touch it. Yeah, I'm going to be like, all right, well, time to leave this here. Like, either it's your kid. I want to feel weird about it. We'll understand that, though. But then again, the father could easily have been the person that killed her. Wouldn't That's true. Trouble. Yeah. <laughs> this whole case is weird. Not secure crime scene, uh, ransom note. A kidnapping, a botched crime scene. They just did like a horrible job in general. Yeah. I found a pretty interesting case as well. It's about, it's basically the Hollywood Ripper. Basically, he started out like his first kill was in Chicago and it was his neighbor, and then he later moved to um, Hollywood and killed two more people, well, two young women, and then one survived. So the first victim was Trisha Picasso. It was in 1993 when she was coming home at night, and then Michael Garulo, yeah was in the bush hiding and attacked her as she walked to the front door. 
He like stabbed her like multiple times. Whoa. Zero killer. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, he, he he's crazy. She literally died on her like doorsteps, her own doorsteps. Was anything right. done to her? Huh? Was she just killed? Yeah, she was like stabbed a lot of times, and then. Okay. What? Wow. So this dude, this was. It's really just a maniac. Yeah. Definitely. And he lived like literally like right across. So like if he looked out the window, he would just like see her. It was yeah, crazy. Oh. That's crazy. And then his second victim was Ashley Ellerin, where like he posed as uh some type of worker and then like, as a neighbor, like, new neighbor, and then you know how, like, you invite your neighbors yeah, into over. house and stuff, and, like, introduce them and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, one day, her, she has, like, three other roommates uh, in that house. Oh. One day, her roommate was coming home. He, like, as he, like, went in the house, he saw um, Michael like sitting in his car outside just watching the house and it was weird it was like Ooh. in the morning it was oh man that's, that's weird, weird for sure oh my lord oh, this is yeah. a weirdo and then like when the roommate confronted him about it he was like oh I couldn't go home because the the FBI is like wants to collect some Dane evidence for um Basically, uh, for, like, the murder of his best friend's girlfriend, he, like, made up a story. Oh, wow. And then, like, ended really badly. Oh. And the roommate kicked him out of the house. Like, just go out. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, keep going. Oh, but then, basically, one night, she, Ashley had a date with, um Ashton Kusher. Do you guys know who he is? Yeah, the actor. That's Ernie yeah. Show. Uh. Also. Yeah, on the night of his their date, he was running late. So he called her and like she was like, Oh, it's fine. And then when he was almost there, he called her again and she was not answering. So when he so when he got there he thought that, oh, she was probably just mad, you know? Yeah. For the date, yeah. He saw that her car was still in the driveway and thought that, oh, she's still at home. So he looked through the window and thought he saw spilled wine, which was actually blood. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, and then later they found the body. Well, the roommate found the body when she went home because she didn't stay. She stayed over at a friend's house that night. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, wow, that's, that's pretty crazy. I know. Like, imagine if he was a few minutes early. Ooh. No, imagine just hearing the screams. I would be oh, like, no, oh heck that. no, oh heck no. I did not I'm want saying to do like that. I'm saying like he could have defended her or 
You know, they would have been out on the date and then bada bing bada boom. Imagine if he wasn't late, she wouldn't have been dead. Oh, why do you have to say that? That's true, but it's unfortunate. Yep. It was and then the third murder is uh Marina Bruno. She died inside her apartment in the middle of the night. He like they lived in the same apartment complex. You know those apartments that are like there's like kind of tied together. Yeah, and it's like a building and a building and it's facing each other. Yep. Yeah. So like she lived on one side of the apartment and he lived like directly diagonal so you could like see a straight view into her apartment. Oh, oh man. Yeah. yeah, and he basically climbed through the window, the screen, like he took off the screen, climbed through the window, took her kitchen knife and like killed her. Killed her, jeez. What kind of that maniac? Dude is a maniac. Yep. He it goes off on killing people. Yeah. And out of those three murders, he only left only like one kind of evidence which came up to be nothing was like <laughs> it was yeah. like some it was like a blue cloth booty thing. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> oh, you know those um the thing you put on, on your shoe that like yeah. those things, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Wait, have they never found the guy that did all these murders? No, they found him oh. for the last attempted murder. Oh. So it was in Santa Monica. So Michelle Murphy was at home sleeping. And then he basically climbed through the window to her apartment and like unlocked the front door for like a quick escape. And he woke her up by stabbing her. And then, like, you know, she wasn't going to give up. So she kept, like, trying to fight him back. Mm-hmm. And then when she finally got him off of her, he, like, ran away. And then yeah. before he ran away, he just said, he's, he said to her, I'm sorry. Like, how the, how did she survive? Oh, she must have been strong. She was like, not today. Yeah, she was sleeping and she was stabbed. And she, she survived yeah and then they found his blood because while he was stabbing her he accidentally cut himself ah poor guy (laughs) and then like there was like blood drops so they just took every blood drop and then they were like all right time to go and then like they started connecting the dots you know because his dna was already in the system oh the murder of Ashley, I'm pretty sure. Because, like, he was a suspect. You know, when mm-hmm. you're, like, a suspect? No, oh, so they already have, like, a sort of an idea who, did, who it was. Yeah, they just never arrested him on any of them because I'm not even sure why. Oh, because the first one, the district attorney didn't want to charge him with the murder of Trisha because they felt like they didn't have enough evidence, which yeah. I feel like... You could have at least charged him so he would have, like, prevented from killing someone else. Not charging someone. He goes on rampage for five, four more murders. No. And these murders were not, like, continuous. It was, like, a few years apart. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's going. He was in it for the long haul. He was like, let me just 
in a few years to another person. That's kind of hard. It's connected dots. I see why. Yeah, definitely. Man. Yeah, but then he also like lived near every one of them. Oh, oh yeah. See, so they were his neighbors. Yeah, he was the neighbor. He was like, it's either across or like a block away. So, oh, it sounds, so it makes so it sound was, like he's he a stalker. He was, so he was scoping this out. Yeah. Those guys are weird. Those guys are. He was, he's like a stalker then. He stalked his uh, victims before he actually killed them. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's weird to think about, you know? The person that's about to kill you is just watching you every day. Yeah. yeah. Especially, like, if his, like, where he lives is, like, a direct view of where you are. So, like, then, yeah, yeah, he, he was, he was sco- oh, that's so weird to think about. It's kind of like hunting. Hmm. It's like, all right, I see you, and now, boom. Oh, that's weird. And another thing was, like, Ashton Kutcher, he was, like, he knew two of the victims, which was, like, Oh, that's so even weirder. Yeah, that he he knew the victims. Two of them. Oh. I mean, it would make sense if he didn't knew them. I mean, he was a Hollywood like socialite, you know. Like he pretty much knew everyone. He knew their faces. He was like a cool guy. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of socialite. I want to talk about O.J. Simpson, the, one of oh. the most famous cases ever. Did this guy just get released a few weeks ago? O.J. Simpson? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I, I believe so. He gets away with a lot because he's O.J. Simpson. All right. Wow. Cool. You can go. Can break it down. So O.J. Simpson, world-renowned football player on the Bills, the Niners, stuff like that. He <sighs> was... He was later found innocent, but he was uh, what's it, convicted of murder of Nicole Brown Simpson and her friend at their Los Angeles estate, where basically he was convicted of going and stabbing Nicole and the friend who was delivering a pair of glasses that Nicole's mom had left earlier uh, at the restaurant that he worked at. And the whole thing, if you think about it, is crazy. It's like, all right, he can't fit the glove, but then. Oh, I heard about this, the glove thing. Yeah, the oh, glove doesn't oh, fit. Okay. You cannot commit. Wait, what, ha- what was about the glove again? So they got a glove and they were like, all right, his blood is on it. His finger was cut in one of the same places the glove was cut. And it's like. It, it, the whole thing's weird because it's like there's cuts and he's like not really sure in certain information and then they're like all right oj simpson's our main suspect and then they try and get him and then it's like no oj simpson's like a famous football player why would he do that why would, why would why would OJ protect you from a lot of things oh you're telling me you mean a famous I think he won a Super Bowl. A famous, a famous football, a great football player overall. Was he really that good at playing football? He was probably one of the best players, one if the not best. the best. 
at that time. Which is, it's like you're OJ Simpson. It's like you can't, you can't beat OJ. He had statues. Oh, 61 rushing touchdowns, 4.7 yards per carry, and a total of 11,236 rushing yards. That's pretty good. Yeah, see? You oh, my. He was also the first pick in the 1969 draft. Yeah, to the 49ers. This dude is. Oh, damn. Yeah, he's, no. He's the best. Buffalo. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? He played for the Bills. He played the Niners, too. He's from San Francisco. He grew up in the projects of San Francisco. And, yeah, no. You – there's no way you beat – you you try and put the most famous guy not only in Buff in New York. He was a superstar, like he a superstar. That's a lot of attention playing in New York. Yeah, I also came to the Niners before the Montana and Young era. Yeah, see, you can't. He's he's OJ. OJ Simpson has a statue. You try and convince the world that, oh, yeah, O.J. Simpson was jealous and he murdered his ex-wife and her friend. You have to be tripping out if you think you can convince the world that people were crying in happiness that he didn't get it. It's like. Do you guys think he did it? Okay, here's a theory I honestly have. <laughs> OJ Simpson's son, not the not the one you have with this one, but like OJ Simpson has a son, right? And people say, and I kind of believe this for the most part, that he the son killed the wife and the friend. And then after he killed them, OJ was like, his son was like, Dad, I committed this murder. Or, like, maybe the dad, OJ was with him, and then OJ was like, all right, I'll take the fall. Like, I'm OJ Simpson. You you can't you can't beat me because, like, I have the world on my back either way. Yeah, it's really hard to believe OJ Simpson. It's really hard, especially yeah. at that time hearing you're the best football player in the world just murder two people. It's like, whoa, <laughs> maybe you got someone mixed up. I mean... OJ Simpson, come on. Some facts may be against him, but trying to convince a a, a jury, society, yeah, impossible. Yeah, impossible. All right, I got one more case for you guys. It's okay. on Enrique Camarena. So, Camarena was born on July 26, nineteen forty-seven, in an impoverished town of Mexicali, Mexico. Uh. His family of three brothers and three sisters immigrated to Calexico, California, when he was still a child. Camarena's parents were divorced, and this caused many financial problems within the family. Camarena's oldest brother joined the Marines, but was killed while serving in Vietnam in 1965. His older brother, Ernesto, ran into a lot of problems with the police, including various drug problems. But even while all this was going on, Camarena managed to graduate from Calexico High School in 1966. Following his graduation, Camarena joined the Marine before becoming an American intelligence officer for the DEA, which is the United States Drug Enforcement Administration. 
Cam Moreno was kidnapped in February of 1985 by drug trafficking drug traffickers in Guadalajara, Mexico. The government waited outside of Cameron's office before forcing him into their car. The cartel enforcers took Cameron to a house on a street called Lopez de Vega, where witnesses said they put him on a bed in a guest house at the rear of the property and interrogated him about raids on the cartel supplies and the informants who helped lead, who helped lead agents to the drugs. So uh, before, uh, uh, before Cameron's death, the DEA agents in Mexico destroyed millions of dollars worth of marijuana grown on farms for the Guadalajara cartel, which was named for the city in Jalisco, a state in Western Mexico, which could be the thing that these gunmen were referencing to. They blindfolded him and, and between questions, beat and burned him. And so he later died due to those injuries. Eventually, two leaders of the drug cartel was convicted for Cameron's death. The investigation surrounding Cameron's death led to three more trials in Los Angeles for other Mexican nationally involved crimes. Cameron's death continues to trouble the U.S.-Mexican relations. You guys think that's it? Oh. Yeah, no. There's more stuff to this. Hold on. Yeah, so, some more to this. The Justice Department be began re-examining this case later this year, later last year, after admitting that forensic evidence used to convict those two men in Cameron's death was badly flawed. So the, a federal court tossed this conviction in 2017. New details around this case uh, brings up the theory that Cameron was actually betrayed. You know, betrayed by who, you may ask? US Department, the US Justice Department agents and prosecutors obtained statements from witnesses implicating a central intelligence agency, the CIA operative, and a DEA official in the plot to torture and murder Camarena. So new details kind of brought up that uh, Camarena was betrayed by two other uh, US officers. Federal authorities continued to re-interview witnesses and then one of them told startling stories, alleging that US officials had secretly been involved with a cartel that was delivering huge quantities of marijuana and cocaine to the USA. So many blamed uh, Camarena for blocking or like preventing this from happening, which is why he got killed. Kind of, kind of. Oh, this is drug trafficking with U.S. government officials. That's oh, that's a bit, that's a bit risky. Looks like a cover up to me, huh? <laughs> no, you definitely, yeah. De definitely, uh, definitely a cover up. I don't know, man. Cameron died because of uh, government officials uh, being tied to these cartels. Mm -hmm. mm. Do you guys think he was killed by the gun, the cartel people, or do you think he was killed by the officers? Officers. Officers. Wow. You really think he got betrayed? I think yeah. he got betrayed. I think it was like, all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, based on evidence and people saying that the officials were involved with the cartel makes you think that the officials had something to do with this death too. Yeah, definitely. It's a little, yeah. Oh, it's that's so weird. It's sketchy, you know. You're telling me. Reminds me of all those uh, criminal shows regarding drug trafficking. Always something going on. All right. Is that all? 
I think that's all for us. Yeah, that's, that's all. all from us. Thank you guys all for listening.